now it's garbage. Hello and welcome to the show. I am Scott. And I'm Joe. And we're just another movie night. And today we are talking trash. Talking trash. Talking trash. But today we're changing it up a little bit. I think once in a while we're going to try a little something new with the show. And uh, this week we're going to do a conversation on a movie that I think it's kind of been panned heavily. And I think that it'd be really interesting for us to discuss why is why was this movie panned and how do we feel about it so we'll probably do the normal talking trash on talking about the plot and spoiler stuff like that that we normally do but also just have new discussions about what happened and why uh yeah today we're going to be talking about this year 2023's 65 My name is Mills. I was the pilot of the ship. We've crash landed on an uncharted planet. We are the only survivors. I don't know where we are, but there's something out there. Something alien. Must get to the escape vessel. Escape pods location unknown. We need to be quiet. Quiet. And move. I need to get us home. Home. Ready? Run! brand new movie that came out this year that kind of just died suddenly in uh in the movie theater and it's kind of interesting to talk about because this movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 35% from the critics 65% from the audience which is actually a little better um a 40% meta score an IMDb score of 5.4 from 57,000 uh reviewers and up and uh, that's crazy. I think that's some really interesting scores all over the board. Um, this was directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods. Now, what's really interesting there is the last movie these two worked on was a movie called Haunt. Uh, okay. A horror that. movie uh, takes place in a uh, like a, a theme park. And uh, that's odd that they went from that, which is a very independent horror movie, to a movie that seemingly seems blockbuster-like. Uh, now, I've, now we just saw this movie, right? Joe, how much do you think this movie cost after watching it? Okay, well, there was... 
there's a lot of special effects in this, but not, I don't think it was so oversaturated. I'm going to say that this movie probably costs, I would say maybe 75 million. Okay. This is shocking. 45 million. Oh, okay. Pretty decent looking. I actually thought this was a more of a expensive movie. Now, I guess the big problem is that when you see a movie like these, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you always got to take, they say that take the budget and then do half of the budget. And that's how much advertising costs. So if you're going to say a movie costs $45 million, you got to assume that they spent $20 million in advertising. And that's never in the budget. You know, that's never told. But uh, advertising costs a lot of money. And uh, I saw, and I think you agree with me, we saw a lot of trailers for this film. Yeah, we did. I mean, every time we went to the theater to see a new movie, it was there. Always there. And now, okay, now the reason I think we're going to talk about this today and the reason we picked this movie is because we passed on it in the theater. And I think a lot of other people did too because it only made $60 million worldwide that's terrible off a 45 million budget you know that in when you do those numbers you think well you know made a little profit not when you count advertising right so you would you would have to definitely probably double to triple your money to ever make a profit they usually say that you want to make your money back in america and then everything worldwide you know uh everything from every other country is your 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 profit and this movie couldn't even make its money back in america it had to make money outside so that's kind of a shame so i think that's really why we wanted to talk about this because why why after seeing this right now i guess we should talk and what we originally wanted to uh kind of do a before and after on this movie as well but we uh literally just forgot <laughs> we just started watching we were the too film busy eating our corned beef sammies <laughs> Yes, it's we like, love Sammy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't care about anything else. I'm like, food me. <laughs> I've made Joe as as uh, Irish, Polish as I can make her. Yeah. She's already Polish. You're already Polish. I so. mean, I am half Polish, but I will say that Scott makes these amazing corned beef and Swiss Sammies. I'm not doing anything, by the way. I mean, they're so. It's just. It's soul enhancing. So there's like these everything buns. They're like everything bagels, but they're like hamburger buns. Yeah, those things are badass. And he warms up the corned beef and the Swiss to be like a pile of goo on bread. And it's just, with these buns, like it's just sexy, okay? Yeah, like it's nothing just, I like more than to hear you talk about buns. I mean, it's beyond sexy. And those buns are just, I mean, they go to 11, so it just, they won't quit. A few moments later... So yeah, that's what that's well, what we're thinking that, about. I'm thinking now about now that we're the, off track. The sexiness. That's why we didn't do a before, a before and after because yeah. we we wanted to kind of add that into this one because uh, normally on before and after we would see new movies in the theater and since we basically started, um, now over a year ago doing these uh, reviews, which is crazy, uh, we. On our before and afters, we'd see brand new movies and kind of talk about them. And a lot of those movies, we've had a couple actually go to our Talking Trash episodes. Mm -hmm. We've actually skipped doing before and after and just put them out as Talking Trash, which I think Halloween... Halloween ends ends with just... It went from a before and after to just Uh, like a Talking Trash. I think Munsters, 
the that, monsters yes, as well. Those talking trash also. Uh, and we're kind of like, you know what? Sometimes it'd be kind of fun just to discuss a movie and discuss what the hell happened with it. So we're going to like try a couple new things here. So yeah, but, but we were going to originally do the before. And the reason I wanted to do that was because we had a lot of thoughts when we saw the trailers for this movie. We kept, you know, there's a reason we didn't see it. And I, I, can't, I can't speak for you, but my, my uh, view of the trailer right off the bat was... Look, there's two things when you play a video game, right? When you play a video game, there's two things you never want to happen in your video game. One, an escort mission, and two, a fetch quest. And now this preview seemed like an escort mission. Yeah, and I hate I, escort missions. My my person that I'm escorting always freaking gets killed. Yeah, it's like if the person can't fight back and they're getting hit while you're trying to protect them, it's not that fun. Yeah. You know, I, I do want to help people and save people, but while they're getting smacked around, I really don't. I'm just kind of like, you know what? Fuck you. Well, it's elevated 50 times when it's a child. And that and that goes into what I was saying because, yeah, I saw the trailer and I said, okay, this is an escort mission. And I have a feeling that the child can't speak any English. And that means there's going to be also miscommunication between the two leads. Yeah, so having a language barrier is going to be yeah. like, all right, just another kick in the teeth. Yeah, so we have a child escort mission, and they can't speak to each other. It sounds like a disaster to me. It sounds like a recipe for a disaster. Uh, that's why I didn't take this seriously. But I thought there's two ways this can go, right? One, it could be an actually decent action film with some really cool special effects. Or two, it could be so over the top and corny that it'll be hilariously bad in a, in a fun way. So, so bad it's good. Which I was kind of hoping for that because I enjoy those movies more than a movie that kind of like... Yeah, same. I mean, yeah. you know, I like I like the trash ones because they're just more fun. Yeah, because you, you can't stop laughing and it'll be something that you'll go back to because of that corniness. And over time, some of those corny movies, those ones that you laugh at the first few times, they grow on you. Yes, like they a, do. Like a, like a fungus. They just grow on you. Like Swamp Thing. Like, <laughs> and by the way, there's a lot of bog in this. So in our la oh, a couple geez. talking trashes ago, we've talked about the bog and we were wondering what it was. And uh, uh, the main actor in this movie, Adam Driver, falls in the bog a lot. The bog, the bog, the bog was like one of our favorite podcasts that we did. <laughs> so funny. Um, that fucking music was in my head forever. I just wanted to relive that again. Yeah. Well, was what was your before with uh, this movie's trailer? Like, what so was your thoughts? My before thoughts, I was thinking, oh, man. Okay, so they're going to do, like, the whole Jurassic Park thing where, uh, well, excuse me, I'm sorry, Jurassic Park 2, where, like, the dinosaur comes through the, the waterfall. Yes. And um, and then the the raptor, the raptors hoard in and they attack all at once. That that sort of thing. Like, I thought they were just going to take things from that and uh, and just start recycling old stuff, you know? Yeah. So I thought that was what was going to happen. That was my before thought. And I also thought that, oh, dear Lord, we have a child. And, you know, how children always throw a wrench in things in these movies. You know, they do stupid things. They wander off. They do silly things. And then, you know, she can't speak English. So that's just the icing on the shit cake. Yeah. You know, what's funny, too, to, to add to that, 
the trailer kind of hides it. They do a little. There's one moment where she's saying something gibberish. Yes. In the trailer. And then we were, I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. And so they kind of hide like, it, though. Oh, man. So that was my before thought. I was like, okay, this is going to be um, with a, a whatever kind of plot. And no, no, uh, nothing to write home over. And then it was just going to recycle all the Jurassic Park things. That's what I thought going in. Yes. All right. So that's our before thoughts. That's pretty much the reason we didn't see it. And you know, another thing, too, to add to it, I guess, is that Adam Driver is the main star. Now, that seems like it was one of the reasons to see it. Well, yeah, because we really like him. I think everybody kind of likes Adam Driver a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like he might be a little overhyped as an actor. People love him. I... I like him fine, but he does have some quirks in his acting that I feel like goes in all of his movies, and I, I, I can't unsee them. Like, he has certain things that he does in his acting style. Yeah, um, for sure. I like when he does a serious movie. You know, he's done a couple serious movies where I've really loved him in the movie. Like The Marriage Story? Marriage, it blew me away. I thought their acting was amazing. Same thing with, um, what's the one with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? That they did together, um, and he was the knight, and it was like a, 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 a um, store. A woman said she was raped by Adam Driver, and then uh, her husband was Matt Damon, and it's like, oh fuck, what? I know was it's that? like something knight, but it doesn't matter. But that movie, I thought, everybody was excellent. And I think that movie, unfortunately, was very underseen. I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. Yeah, um, I did. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, that one was. Oh, he was in House of Gucci too. We, we thought he did a good job. Yeah, I mean, that was, he was fine in that. I, I mean, mean, everybody else was so over the top that his character was the one that was like oddly tame. You know what's funny is that yeah, he he was kind of tame in it, but I like the way he looked. <laughs> I just like the. I don't know. He just yeah. looked different for him, you know, because like the way I see Adam Driver is like I see like okay, so he's a Marine. He's a U.S. Marine with a side gig as an actor. Because every time he's on screen, I feel like he's a compl- like he's just an action star. It's weird. I don't know why. Like even in Marriage Story, I felt like a little bit. Like I really liked that movie, but I thought that he was like a little bit out of place. Yeah. Because he just seems like such a. It's weird, like a brooding, like a big brooding guy, and I just felt like he was a little bit out of place in that movie for some reason. I can see that. Although I thought it was a really good movie um but i just feel like he's 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 a good action star i feel like he should get more action roles see that i don't yeah i'm on the fence of how i feel about his acting as an action star i i I think that i just feel when i saw the trailer for this and i saw he was in this i was like wow how much do they pay him because i'm shocked he did this movie because he's been doing so many indie films and doing movies that are, like, giving to his dramatic chops. And a movie like this didn't seem like it would lend in itself to him too much. Yeah. Oh, he, yes. I understand what you're saying. That he didn't really have, he, he kind of acted a lot with his face in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was no, he didn't really emote, uh, like, I'm not going to say emote. Uh, he didn't give off. Like, he was uh, having some kind of, like, emotions. Like, there was one scene or two where he was having a panic attack, but I still didn't feel it. Like, I, at one point, I was going to lean over to him and be like, look okay, at what's happening here. Yeah. Like, what is he going for? 
um, but his face works a lot, you know, like he can do some where you almost feel like he's had a, an epiphany where, okay, I'm in a movie, yeah. you know, that happened a couple times in this movie. <laughs> Um, I feel like with his face that you were talking about, I feel like, uh, to me, every time I see his face and his uh, acting style with his face, I always go, it's like he should be a painter in every film. Like yeah. he should play an art guy in every film. Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, he, he's very artsy. Okay, let's talk about the plot a little, because this is the easiest movie to talk about. You know, we, we do movies, this is another funny thing, every time we pick a movie for Talking Trash, right? Well, we've discussed this off the show a lot, so I figured let's just talk about it here. We pick the range, like the gambit that we pick is so all over the place. We're ranging that gambit like so much. Like we got a movie one day that's a really straightforward movie that we can talk shit about, right? And we're kind of baffled about the plot a little bit. And then we have Giallo, which we're like, there's 85 things going on, and I can hardly remember half of it. That's <laughs> a, we, we had that problem during the Fast and the Furious, yeah. and I was like, during the Fast and the Furious, I'm like, give me some credit for remembering every single scene that I just watched um, as much as I could, because I know I mess up a lot, but that's only because some of these movies are very convoluted. Yeah. Uh, and then you got a movie like this, what we watched tonight, and... It's so easy. It's very straightforward. Yeah, there's because no curves or anything. There, it's... there isn't. Although the one that, and I guess that's a problem with the movie, and I, that's what we should get to in the discussion about it. Uh, yeah, so we're just gonna talk trash about it, right? We're just gonna spoil it up yeah. and try to talk out this plot. It's an easy one. Uh, basically, it starts off with some really great CG shots of the, like the universe. You know, it looks beautiful in the opening uh, special effects. And I guess this is a movie where they're using a technology from The Mandalorian, where they're basically surrounding the actors in a screen. Uh, that's become a bigger thing. And I think this movie shows that heavily. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they have some ground that they made and then they're surrounding that set with CG screen to make the backgrounds. Um, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. I thought it worked movie. here. There was a, certain shots where you can clearly tell the lighting wasn't matching up with the actors, so it looked fake. Huh. But then there were other. Then they would cut to another shot of like Adam Driver versus the uh, female actress in this, and I could tell the difference. You know, I, but the, this movie actually opens up with some great special effects of basically showing the cosmos and the you know the the solar system, and we're going in on it, and then we finally get to a spaceship. And then the graphics kind of get a little, you know, like the, they show asteroids hitting a spaceship. And that starts getting a little wonky there, right? Because the special effects start off pretty neat. And then it gets a little like, okay, this is something, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen this before. But basically, uh, Adam Driver is a pilot of a spaceship that gets hit by comets and, well, an asteroid belt. I think that... His computer, and, and, and I think this is a running joke in this movie, that Adam Driver cannot wake up to an alarm. I know, it's so funny. But, like, I mean, we, we should actually tell the listeners that um, the film opens by, like, we get to see that he has a daughter. Do we get that right off the yes, bat? Yes, we do. We get it off the bat. They're on the beach. But wait, so how did it trend? How did it set from the um, Cosmos stuff? And the words about like space, and then it 
Yeah, I thought it went right into the spaceship, yeah, but no, it goes right it to the planet. It goes right to the planet where okay. they're standing on the beach, and we are okay. introduced to his. You're daughter. right because the special effects are still good here because mm-hmm. I, I think this is the screen system thing that I was talking about. I mean, where the it, backgrounds must be all screens. It looks really pretty. Whatever it does look they pretty. do, but like, yes, we they just established that he has a wife and a daughter, and the yeah. little girl his playing his daughter is that adorable kid that we like from my spy she's starting to show up oh, in everything okay. thank you for pointing out who that is yeah I wasn't sure. she's in my spy and she was also in that um one we saw recently it was dungeons and dragons she was in that with chris fine oh, wow she hasn't aged i know she's done like that's three movies from definitely different years and she looks exactly the same yeah she looks so. exactly the same she's so cute though but oh. yeah so she's playing his daughter and obviously we see off the bat that she is not well well yeah and i want to say this is something that I, so when we started watching this movie, I instantly went in with this judgmental eye of why is this movie so panned? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, is it that bad? I, I, This is a big conversation piece between you and me and everybody else we've ever met where I think people are either too judgmental or too uh, praising. You know, they're too against it or too. It's like uh, they either it. hate it yeah. or they absolutely it, love there it. There is like no gray area. And I can't stand that because... We love watching bad movies because of this. We want to see, are these movies as bad as they are set? You know, people say they are. Or are they decent? And I think that some people see a blockbuster and they automatically have this judging eye of like, it's trash or it's not. Mm-hmm. Because they don't willingly go watch a shitty movie right. to see what a shitty movie really is. And I think that if you're a reviewer, your number one goal should always be to have that basis. And we right. did an episode uh, just talking about how we review movies. Mm-hmm. And we should have went in a deeper, but we were talking about movies that we think are the star system. And uh, that's basically why we're, I wanted to watch this so bad. So I'm watching this with a judging eye. And I automatically like the opening. And then we cut to this, this shot, which I would say is heavy, you know, just heavily uh, forcing exposition. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Okay, this is sloppy writing because it's the kind of movie where Adam Driver's like, he would never say this out loud, loud, but it's doing it so the audience understands the establishment of what's going on without doing it organically. So he, of course, says something like, she's sick Mm -hmm. and I have to go on this mission and it's this many years, but I have to do it so we can pay for the doctor bills. And exactly when he says that, the little girl coughs. I'm just thinking about what to say. Say they're tripling your salary, which is how we can afford to treat her. To cure her. You okay? I'm fine. It's two years. I won't be here. I know, but when you get back, she will. Right, and it's I'm like, like okay, okay. All right. you didn't have to do the cough. We, uh, that over-embellishing conversation that he, nobody would say to their out loud to their wife, like, uh, uh, again, I'm going to talk about it, but I don't know, right. and I have to do it. And well, they were discussing sick. the fact that he has to go, you know, on this mission, which we learned that, you know, this mission is transporting 35 passengers um, on a on a spacecraft in cryosleep. That's what the mission is. Well, 
I think you're saying that because that's what happens in the movie, but that's not. That's the what issue. they want us to think it is. Yes, and that's the, and that's another what I'm big saying. issue. Yeah. It's like okay, so that's so he's obviously a pilot of a spacecraft, and he yeah, he says has to do this. He's mission. got to do a run or a mission that's going to be two years. Yeah, and that he, it's going to pay for his daughter's hospital bills or her treatments. Her treatments of her non-disclosed. Illness. illness yeah and she they're on a beautiful beach somewhere it's like perfect everything looks beautiful and you can tell it's an alien planet there's purples in the sky yeah so you know that something's you know different here mm-hmm. and uh there's a really nice scene with him and her him and his daughter trying to teach her how to whistle with his hands it's kind of it's nice it, like the the actor definitely you know, they have that connection right off the bat. I was like, I get this. This is a good establishment, but they didn't need that dialogue and that cough to hammer in that she's sick. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was just kind of like too forced in. Yeah, but they could have done it organically where you're saying things like, I get have you I... told her yet? No, I have to. Yeah. And then hear him go talk to his daughter and say what's going on. Instead of like whisper, whisper to my wife that she can clearly, should she? She should hear me. I'm. She's like only like a couple feet away. Yeah, but I get it. Like, I, I just, I feel like we needed a little bit of the two of them so that we could care about that little girl. That I agree with. You know and what that, I mean? that I liked. And I ended up, did, I did care about her. So, you know, when, when we did have time for that, you yeah. know what I mean? But like, then we cut. This um, jumps right to the ship. He's right on the mission. Yeah. yeah and, that's right and that's what I, I, I jumped forward too much. And I forgot that opening because I thought for some reason there was a flashback during this. But, uh. I already screwed up on a, a simple plot. I said, it was you know, get simple. your life together, yeah. okay? I mean, it's usually you, me that fucks up everything. God, you're fired. I don't want a new one. Can I have a new one? <laughs> a new host. It'd be so great if I cut here and just like put one of our friends talking now. Um, yeah, yeah so but uh, this the... is where the ship starts getting hit by the asteroids. And it's funny because the computer, I will also point out uh, Easter egg. They definitely did this for a pop culture reference, and I'm not really sure why they used it or if they even knew they were using it. But uh, uh, whoever involved in the sound decided to use the alert system by taking the sound clip of, I believe, the aliens attack from War of the Worlds. Mm. of the world where they move in and they make this certain kind of noise i think we should try to make them understand we mean them no harm there's another machine coming up there are living creatures out there they're not human dr forrester says they're some kind of advanced civilization if they're more advanced than us they should be nearer the creator for that reason. Moving and they're using that as the uh, warning on the it's ship. A, it's like a warning, yeah, but yeah. you know, I think they kind of did that maybe as like a nod to other which sci-fi movies. Which is weird because it's a, it doesn't have any connection here. No, it doesn't, but you know, maybe either one of two things. They're hoping that the audience wouldn't notice because I mean, they really did it for would. a reason. They but, did it for nerds. For, yeah, only for the me. nerds. Only yeah. like the nerds like us would notice that. Um, but 
you know, I just thought maybe that was kind of like a throw-in as like a, okay, it's, it's yay, sci-fi. I don't With know. With the theme of this movie, I would have done, uh 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 uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh Dennis Nedry. Yes. Oh, that's the theme here. I mean, Dotson. We have Dotson here. This, this movie has more in connection with Jurassic Park than it does any you sci-fi. Know, it really does. It does. It does. I, 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 yeah, that's what I was odd. afraid of when we went into this. But yeah, he's he's so Adam Driver is the pilot of the ship, and he's he's woken up to these alarms going off because the asteroids tearing through the ship. But it's not really alerting him at highly. It sounds it just should like be an alerting al- him. It sounds like an alarm to get you out of sleep, like yeah, my regular like, phone alarm. Yeah, like. basically the relaxing alarm you yeah. know, that uh, you know. Doo, 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 doo. Yeah, yeah. It's like no, this should be like. I mean, I mean, I would have put yeah. in the aliens, like oh. the aliens uh, alarm system uh-huh. that goes off. You know, really get this guy out of bed. I guess what happened is their ship uh, randomly flew into an asteroid belt that they didn't know existed. It was uncharted. And uh, I don't... Now, I'm a little confused that why a ship would only have one way... Like, one woke pilot or one person engineer or whatever. They only have one person awake and everybody else is in cryosleep. That seems yeah. like an odd thing See, to do. I found that very strange, too. I mean, we, we they show us the pods of everyone asleep um, as he's rousted from, you know, from his slumber. He gets up and, um, you know, you see the pods. But then I was, I was thinking, I was going to motion to you, like, what the hell is the crew of this ship? Like, yeah, why it's would just, they not have another crew it's member? It's so weird. Like, why? Okay, what if some, What if he dropped dead from a heart attack that's or what something? I'm, uh, that's what I'm saying. And, like... like is this, this like you have no other person? You don't have anyone? Like what if something happens to the engine or this whatever, the turbines I, or some shit? I was thinking about the movie Passengers with uh, Chris uh, Chris Pratt yeah, and Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Another movie that people trashed uh, that I think is a little too trashed. I like that movie. It's, it's not bad. I mean, I didn't it, we love gu- it. We guessed it real quick in the oh, trailer. Oh, yeah, we And I know, it. like, that was the big thing. People were mad because the twist was a little weird. Uh, but that movie did the same thing where everybody was in cryosleep and the, and the computer just randomly selected who was worthy of doing the job, right? And so the th- same thing here is that he's not in cryosleep, though. And that's even crazier that it wakes him up gently. And he can hardly wake up to this alarm. Right. And then he realizes, oh, shit, stuff's gone bad. And sure as shit, the moment he's uh, put into the the seat to fly, the ship is just demolished. It's demolished. But, you know, I, I can't help but think the whole time. I'm just like, okay, this this is like the worst planning of all time. Because there's like no... Like, it doesn't seem like there's any kind of defense on the ship at all, but everything inside the ship is futuristic and, you know, like they have holograms and, you know, things like that, but there's no, like, shields. Like, I'm bringing up Star Trek only because, you know, Star Trek is life, but, you know, whenever Captain Picard says, you know, shields up or whatever, like, okay, so we know that the Enterprise is going to be protected. This thing... Is like a huge clunk of junk in space. It's carrying all of these cryo sleep pods, and it's very like the technology is like tenth level inside. But there's no freaking protection on the outside of the ship. Yeah, and and also the the ship didn't take maneuvers to it didn't get do, away from no. the oncoming asteroid belt. That it wasn't. It would should have scanned it 
way back before it started happening. Right, and there's no, like you said, there's no evasive maneuvers when they get inside the asteroid, the the asteroid field, that they don't even, the ship doesn't even try to, like, maneuver out. No, it basically just says handing over a manual flight because I I don't think he can maneuver, so it's, it's telling him to take over. So this is a mission that the computer definitely is reliant on a human pilot. Right, and like Which I said, like, what if he dropped dead? It, so yeah, who would be? And, and that's know? that's the kind of stuff that that's bizarre. It's weird writing. It's and you know, like they should have put at least one other person, you know, so that you know maybe yeah. there were three people, or even you know, there was something. And, and you I know? wonder, I wonder if in the writing stage there was something that this was written a certain way and then that was thrown out, uh, because what. This makes me believe because somehow his ship, they're going in a in a in a route I would believe has already been charted. Because why would they be flying out there unless they're going to terraform somewhere? Right, but you but, hear the ship say "going off course," "going off course." Oh, that it went yes, off course. It, you know, because no, after they went through the asteroid oh, no, yeah, field, before that, I mean, thrown about. Yeah, of course, because they're getting hit and they're everything's right. going apeshit. But I'm saying before that. They should have been. They should have been on a trajectory. Ugh, I butchered that word. Uh, going straight, <laughs> where why they came across this planet that they come across and never saw it or charted it before yeah. is odd. Which makes me believe that in the writing stage, in a part of the writing, that this movie actually kind of seemed to be um, advertised as. I wonder if there was a time where this movie was a time travel movie. That he accidentally hit some kind of wormhole mm-hmm. and ended up in front of these asteroids while he was asleep. And then he woke up and was thrusted into the past, which I think that you actually believed was happening. And I had to tell you, like, no, I did. No. I mean, okay, well, we're led to believe that he's crash landed. Yeah. Or right after that he gets hit by the asteroids, he crashes back on, the on Earth. And, and in the beginning, I didn't see. I, didn't, I was too busy looking at the actors to notice that there was, like, the sky was different. So I was oh, just automatically assuming that they were on Earth. I just assumed that. You assumed that they were humans. I, this yes. was the future. That Yes. And that, that this was the future and they were just doing normal space stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, there was just technology up the wazoo and that they were in the future. Um, I had no reason to believe they weren't already on Earth because they look like human beings. Yeah. So, and the that's reason, why. And I think that's why I bring it up, that I wonder if that they wrote this to be some kind of uh, Planet of the Apes type of scenario where this is going to be some kind of time travel movie. But somewhere during the line, down the line, they must have rejected some of that. Because it does seem like, why would this ship automatically get hit by asteroids? You know what I mean? Like, why would they not know about this crazy planet, Earth? And you know what's funny about this? This movie doesn't even try to do that twist. It literally just tells you on screen, Earth. It does, it says. 65 million years ago. 65 million years ago. It actually says the title and says, and it has a whole line of dialogue underneath the title. And it takes about 17 minutes or so for the title card to finally come up. 65 million years and then it says, Earth, uh, or, 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 or before Earth, or before humans, or something like that. Something, it has like a I whole line of dialogue. Said, yeah. And I was like, what the I'm fuck? Like, wait a like, minute. That's so, odd. That's why I thought it was a time travel movie. But right there it tells you, no. Because they're 
But they, but yeah, but then they they weren't on Earth that whole time. So you feel like, like what the heck? Yeah, there's going to be some kind of twist. So the asteroids fuck up the ship major big time, and to the fact that it literally breaks in half and entering in the Earth's atmosphere, and the the pods, all thirty five human beings in the cryostasis pods, fly out. Yeah, of they the we seem to get ripped up. I mean, destroyed. These people are just decimated, um, and so. The the ship that Adam the part of the ship that Adam Driver is in he's in the um, front obviously he's in the cockpit and that part lands somewhere and the other part of the ship lands another place yeah so you know he's just completely like out of his mind nothing works on the ship when he crashes he can't you know call anyone there's no like anything there's no beacon there's nothing actually he he does have a lot of that because he he does leave a note. He does. He erases it because yeah. at first his first not... uh, instinct is everything's bad, and he yeah. has to figure out that this is a breathable planet. First off, he goes outside in a mask. He falls right in a bog. There's a monster going around the bog. You think it's going to be a big part? No, nothing happens there. And then he finds all the dead bodies, and then it, we're seeing him slowly realize, you know, I'm alone. And they're basically mm-hmm. the the computer's telling him. No life signs. A lot of pods are missing. Mm-hmm. But right now there's no life signs, right? And he finds out by taking his mask off. He just takes his mask off. Yeah, I mean, he just throws caution like, to the wind. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, and he can breathe. And then basically his next step is to write a note saying, first he writes a whole note to tell, and then he narrates everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. And then he erases that note. And then he does a new note where he says, um, I'm the only survivor. There's no need to come rescue me mm-hmm. because there's no. Why would they even go rescue one pilot, you know, um, on a failed mission? Right. And so he writes that note and he's like, no need to come rescue. And then he basically is like suicidal. He's going to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's really crazy. And I think right there hurts the movie because. If you can't put two and two together, what's going on in this guy's plot? Because he left his daughter and said he was going to be back, and she was sick. And now your first thought was, oh, she's sick. How do you know that something doesn't happen to her while he's away? Right, because if it's a two-year mission... Yeah, like that's kind of messed up. She might not make it. And I said, well, he has to do it to pay for the medical treatments, like what scenario what what case does he have he he goes and he doesn't go they don't have the money to even treat her they got he's got to give her a fighting chance right but you're absolutely right because and i say this all the time with any movie if you haven't seen something the movie's lying to you about something mm-hmm. now and this is the big problem right we have two kind of set setups here and right off the bat i'm like this isn't a time travel movie there's no twist and the second thing is his daughter. And I think this is extremely obvious. Even you kind of started pointing it out. Mm-hmm. But we start watch. he starts watching clips of his daughter. He's got hologram machines. Like, you were right. There's so much uh, advanced technology mm-hmm. in this movie that they should have. They should have had at least some kind of weapon in space to shoot it. The comet, the I asteroids mean, something. or something. There's because like, no, they have nothing. laser guns that fire blasts of they have to charge up and fire mm-hmm. 
And, and you're like, oh, they should be able to have more technology here. These guns are pretty badass. Yeah. And so when you're watching this daughter stuff, you kind of, I think they show you too many scenes. Mm-hmm. He keeps going through and seeing all these scenes of his, his daughter's been sending him messages. And he actually sends out that note, don't come and save me. So he's able to send out a note. Mm-hmm. And it, that's a beacon. If that note goes out there, it's also got a beacon. Right, but is it even reaching anyone? Because But that's the thing, right? Because you're like, I don't think this is a time travel flick. So you're like, this is definitely going to get out there. Um, And also, he's watching and has been receiving messages from his daughter Mm -hmm. over and over and over while he was away. Right. And then we're watching a bunch of them. And then they get to the point where they get less happy. And I don't think it takes a genius to figure out what's happened. Yeah, it's exactly what I said. Yeah, and so right there, I'm like, you're kind of burying your twists. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of hurts the film a little bit. Right. I mean, Uh, his daughter had passed, so there's nothing for him to live for. We don't really get that. But him, like, willing to kill himself, give up. Yeah. And the last clip we see is her crying. Yeah. Uh. That's where I'm like, something's wrong, mm-hmm. right? And then right as he's going to kill himself, the computer says, oh, we found a life pod and there's a survivor. And basically, he's got to go out there in the dark woods and find this life pod. Yes. Also, may I just chime in really quick and just say that I feel as though, like, I'm as the viewer, I feel like I'm the the only person that's hearing these god-awful sounds in the goddamn jungle. What do you mean? Like, oh, he, he's he going looks a lot through the fucking lot. jungle with, the, you know, with his gun. And there's all these... And all these... like, oh, Yeah. And, and because it's already... We already saw the trailer. We know that he's in... He's in on Earth 65... And they actually tell you 65 million years ago, we know there was dinosaurs. Yeah. So we know what's happening and we here get before that. he sees it. But he doesn't get that. So whenever he hears these sounds, he's like not even moved by well, any of it. Well, he is when he finally sees a giant footprint. When he sees the footprint. But I'm talking about being out in the freaking jungle and hearing these these sounds of like that. Okay, that is not a normal. That's not a bunny. Okay. That's not a bunny. That's not like a, you know, a, a deer. That's not a, a normal animal, okay? That is not the sound that a freaking, you know, koala makes, for God's sake, okay? Yeah, This you're is right. a freaking demon out there. And <laughs> he's demon. not even reacting to this shit at all. He's just walking through the forest and when he stumbles upon that pod. But honestly, all these sounds are going on around him. I'd be scared. I would have already crapped my pants three times just listening to the sounds. Like, even if I heard a centipede on the floor, I would have lost my shit. I'm talking about the click-clack of freaking raptors out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that this is where his, uh, this character definitely seems to be well-trained more than a pilot. He definitely is some kind of army. Because, and this is where you said Marines Yes, he's the Marine his, with, it's like a side dish of acting. That's the way I see it. Like oh, he, you mean I'm driving himself? Huh? Yes. Yeah, the character. You could tell that the character. He, I mean, you see yes. that Adam Driver is using his Marines uh, training. Yes, but that's also but what I'm feeling here too. I as, feel like the character also yeah. is some kind of soldier because he uses mm-hmm. weapons really well. Yep. And so I think that he, I think Adam Driver does a good job here. And I and I, I, let's just get this out of the way. 
Adam Driver is doing way more face like face acting. He's doing way better of a job than the movie seems to even need. You no, know, he is doing good face face acting. He yeah. is. I said that he, earlier. He does react to the sounds in a way where it's like, what is that? Both also like a marine where it's like, I have to not be scared and I have to trek on. Right. He doesn't. That's what I'm talking about. I, him but not, I think not it comes reacting. Through. It yeah. definitely comes through like. I mean, any normal person walking through the jungle would have, I mean, had their freaking ears up for every little sound out there, especially if you're alone and you think, well, you think you're alone. He didn't know at this point that the little girl was alive in the pod. But you hear all those sounds. Like, I know that you have a gun and you can, you know, use that gun. But, I mean, those sounds, like I said to you, are not normal No, I know. Animals. That's why I'm bringing up the fact that I think that his acting is definitely conveying. Yeah. A soldier trying not to lose his shit. That's true. And I think that the, the shots when he is scared and trying not to be scared mm-hmm. is good. Like when he sees the giant footprint and totally stops in his tracks and he's like, fuck. And he's looking around in the air like, what the fuck, you know? I think that's re- it works. But unfortunately, this is where it leads into he finds the pod. Mm-hmm. And now we have our escort mission character we basically have a a little girl uh who's named koa which and i and i gotta tell you this is i think this is one of the drawbacks and why people might not like it so much it's very on the nose the whole movie doesn't do anything outside of the box everything is basically paint by numbers Mm -hmm. so this character is even named koa which in uh, hawaiian means a warrior Okay, so right off the bat, you're like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen with this little girl. I wonder yeah. if she's going to step up from being the, the, the like, the, the whiny, little, nosy thing, you know, you know, little character to the helpful character. Damsel in distress, yeah. But... And, and that's become such a standard norm in movies now where they're finding, like, they have to paint by numbers. They can't just do a little girl scared and needs to be saved movie anymore. Now it's got to be, to you know, that little girl has to grow up and be a badass. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it works like in prey, you know, and, or, and sometimes it does not work here. It's kind of in the between. It's, it's okay. It doesn't it's not bother as me. as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah. Yes, there is a language barrier. She does not speak English, but she starts learning words. He helps her through. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he's, it, their dynamic together is not bad. Yeah, and she 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 can be annoying in the sense that she keeps putting him in peril in dumb ways. Well, that's just the normal kid crap in yeah. movies where like, you have you know they just she, do stupid shit. She leaves the uh, the ship and goes on her own. It's one of those things that why make a character not speak English? Why is there a connection there? Like why would they even have thought that? It's kind of an odd thing. I. I think that this movie probably would have worked even better if they ha- were able to talk to each other. Yeah, but I, you know what, though? I feel like it added more um, intensity to the scenes that she couldn't understand him because she did the complete opposite of what he told her a lot of the time. But, like, you know, there's there's a lot going on in this movie where they're, I mean, they're just always in, in danger. There's, I mean, 100%. There's just, well, yeah, they, they're in Jurassic Park now. Yeah, they're in Jurassic Park. There's all sorts of different dinosaurs coming after them. Yeah, but, and, and um, I can't even, uh, I think they actually come, and this one really kind of bothered me. They come across a 
a struggling, wounded baby dinosaur that's, oh, it's the cute, good one, right? And then they kind of save it from a tar pit or something, and uh, they rescue it, and it looks very CG, which it, I mean, we saw the Super Mario Brothers when we did it on the show, and they used actual physical props, mm-hmm. and it looked way better in Mario Brothers than it does here. It, it doesn't even look like the shading color is proper, so it looks really cartoonish outside of them. The lighting is off or whatever. But what's funny here, I will give them credit here because they save it and you're like, oh, it's so cute. And some dinosaurs are cute. No, right when it's after it's saved and it walks off, it gets completely murdered by a whole bunch of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like the, They look like those little, um, well, they're not as small as those little ones in Jurassic Park that attack that guy with the zapper. You remember those little ones yeah. that attack him? Um, and but they're they're slightly bigger, and they have like kind of like feathers on them. It's weird. Well, That's why I, I thought they were raptors. I said that they were raptors because I think that Jurassic Park kind of uh, ruined raptors for like actual what they were, and I think they were smaller and more bird like. So I don't know if these are raptors. I, we can only guess here because I mean, there's a lot of dinosaur dinosaurs here. I do not. It's know. a lot of speculation. No one was around 65 million years ago. Well, there's. People who find bones, and that's what they do for a living, is yeah, well, you dig know, up the past and figure it out. Dig up the past. You can't so, put feathers on bones that, you know, you can't tell that from well, looking at a pair going, of bones. That's a whole other thing. But we can talk off, off uh, taping here. Yeah, uh, anyway, just to move on. So the, this thing gets freaking shredded by these little dinosaurs, and they start coming after Adam Driver and the little girl. Yeah, and he they, has a gun. He has, like, a freaking blaster. Yeah, he's able to scare these things off. But, yeah. uh the, the whole um, concept here is that the uh, computer has finally figured out that their, their plane uh, or spaceship that they can actually leave and go into space there's with. A, there's a, a shuttle pod. It's like a shuttle pod. It's like an escape pod. It's, they, it located it. And so they have to walk to it. And it's on a mountain. Now, he tells the little girl, and the only way he can is that she's asking for her parents and basically, he says they're on the mountain. He's mm-hmm. lying. He knows yeah. they're all dead. But he tells her this anyways. And the little girl, before they go on their start on their little mission, and this is where they sell the monster, the dinosaur, and everything. Uh, before they go, she has snuck into his tapes, and of course, found all the his tapes on his daughter. Yeah, and, and she started can only playing put... some of them, and then he stopped her. Yeah, but she secretly took. Some of them, she, yeah, she did, but I think that she just wanted to feel like even though she can't understand what is being said. Yeah, this is how she can relate. I feel like she can relate, like she can feel like yeah. she feels like she's gonna be seeing her father again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, she kind of ha- she just has that. It, it makes her feel like warm, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we learn, you know, after. A while I could be skipping ahead, but that um, it doesn't really matter. That, I mean, he he tells her now my daughter died. You know, she yeah, it, it happens a while later, and yeah, he just and, and we already know, and that's the thing that I think that really hurts. Like, this isn't a twist. No, it's not, and they drag it out a little bit too much with her because okay, we get it. You know, we know that the little girl died. Yeah, um, I mean, it's very obvious that he stayed in space, and this is not the mission that he went on. When she was sick and he was he was going to do the two-year mission right. this is obviously way after way that. after yeah and then a lot has happened 
Right. And one of those things we guessed right off the bat was his daughter has passed away mm -hmm. and that he wasn't home and then he never went back. Right. Uh, we don't know about his wife. We never find out. We never any of find that. anything out about his wife. I'm, I'm, I'm just guessing that they just are no longer together because they can't take the pain of what happened. Um, maybe that's what, what you know. We don't hear anything else about her, but you know he is on this planet with this little girl. So he is what they go through, um, just to get to this shuttle, is out and out, just bonkers. I mean, he yeah. gets fucked up big yeah, time. I mean, you you got all of the things that you can imagine, right? They get chased by dinosaurs. They 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 fight off some dinosaurs. They get into scraps. They they get hurt. They almost die. We find out some of his tech. Um, he's got like little bomb pebbles, like things like that. He's got a hologram machine that can uh, play his daughter in a holographic way, um, stuff like that. And and also, you get that bonding between these two characters where. Oh, they they can relate to each other. Where oh, he's like, oh, I can whistle like I did with my daughter to get her to pay attention to me. Yeah. So and then he's like, eh, it all comes well, around. There's a scene that I was like, oh boy, that's that's crazy. It kind of like jostled me a little bit when the dino. There's a scene where the, one of the dinosaurs literally grabs the girl by the collar and drags her almost by the throat through you know the beach down the beach and um and she's just fucked up from that so she's like in like a kind of like a comatose catatonic state yeah and so then you kind of see the bond between adam driver and her in that moment because you know he's trying to teach her how to do the whistle like he did his own daughter and try to bring her back to reality and uh snap her out of what she's going through and i thought yeah. that was kind of sweet you know that was a sweet moment and it did work and so you know the, the shit that they end up in after that, like, he seems to always have to save her. But I was really pleased that, you know, they, they did, fi they finally did get to the mountain. They did finally actually get to the, uh, the shuttle, which I was like, okay, what are the chances that this thing is 100% intact after landing, like going 900 billion miles an hour towards earth? Mm -hmm. You know, falling out of the sky. What are the chances? So I, I, I felt at that moment, like before they actually got there, I was like, they're going to get there and this thing's going to be freaking destroyed. And this is, they're both going to die together on this planet. You think this is going to be like a Rogue One scenario? I don't know what it in? was, but like, I just felt like maybe there was going to not be a happy ending here. There's no way in hell they would have done that. Because... It just seems so far-fetched to have this thing in working order after falling from the sky. Well, let's point out the big, I guess, twist. <laughs> and again, and this is another not really a twist, kind of just eh. Uh, as they're going on this mission, they start finding out that there is a giant ball of light in the sky. And the computer says, uh, can I figure out what this object is? And it is a giant meteor. And guess what? It's the one, the extinction level, the one that killed all the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. The size of Texas <laughs> is coming right at Earth. So that was perfect timing that wow. he crashed what there. A fucking, what are the odds? That's most amazing, perfect timing that he crashed on Earth. And there's a freaking and meteor coming. And he has enough coming. time and he has, to get yes, to the ship and, and do the escape. Just oh, in time. But then the best thing 
um, that I kind of liked, actually. I wouldn't say the best thing, but the thing I liked was that, you know, he spends so much time during this movie, like, saving her, but then, you know, he puts her in the shuttle and says, get out, get out, you know, hit the, hit the launch, and then, you know, the dinosaur, the T-Rex, the big-ass T-Rex is okay. banging yeah. up the shuttle. This is the kind of stuff that's so, it's so, um, stale, because... You, how many times you have to see a movie where you're like, oh, every everything's on this moment, and that's yeah. when everything shows up. Not one, not two, three different T-Rex-esque monsters show up during yeah. this fight. And one of them hits the ship so hard that it goes, oh, I'm, I'm fixing myself. The computer goes, oh, starting to fix the ship. And then it's like it had to be okay. hit by the T-Rex to finally fix itself. So can I just say that this is the best thing? Okay. So the the, the goddamn shuttle is all fucked up by this T-Rex, right? And it's repairing itself. However, the main ship that he flew in on was getting smacked around by freaking asteroid pebbles. And it completely, like crashed and got fucked up and so there was off a cliff and it falls off the cliff yeah so it couldn't repair itself in time yeah. it, it couldn't repair Only itself when a at all yeah but you know and there was no shields and no defense systems on this big ship but on the goddamn escape pod there is yeah and i'm like are you fucking kidding me so he tells her to get the fuck out take the you know launch pad get out whatever and so then he's trying to lure the T-Rex out of, you know, the vicinity so she can launch the thing. And he... even better, <laughs> even better, you got to point this out, too, because in the earlier in the movie, and, and if anybody doesn't know what Chekhov's gun is, anytime you see it, the, the joke was that they said, if you see a gun in the opening act, that gun's coming back in the last act. That's called Chekhov's gun. Well, this is Chekhov's uh, hot springs. Oh, my God. Okay. Because in the beginning of the movie, he finds a hot spring and almost gets boiled by it. Uh, and he actually, during this fight, that's at night, looks to the side and says, take off, leave, because the asteroid is coming and it's in, it's going to destroy the entire planet. Shards are actually falling yeah, to Earth. They're just raining down. He says, leave, and he runs. He, and now, he actually has time. There's a T-Rex standing face to face with him he has time to turn around look at her tell her to leave then look to the side and go oh yeah those hot springs are over there somewhere and he runs out there and it becomes daylight and he perfectly runs past the hot spring in time for it to shoot in the dinosaur's face and boil him and so the t-rex has basically got a facial yes but he's he okay fine. yeah he's fine he was just a little discolored his face is just a little pale a little but bit he was okay yeah he's fine and so <laughs> and by the way we should also point out that earlier in the film this t-rex pulled the exact same thing as the t-rex from lost world where it looked in the waterfall and he shot it in the eye and that is the exact same T-Rex that found them again to fight them at the end because he lost an eye. Uh -huh. And movies have... If you fight one creature and scar them, that creature yeah. will come back at you forever. Now this shit is personal. Yeah, this is personal. Oh, wait. Uh, no, what does he say in New Jack City? This ain't business, bitch. It's personal. <laughs> That's what Ice-T says. Perfect. <laughs> no, <you> know. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> So he's he doesn't he actually didn't even do anything to the T Rex thing. It's not even a T Rex. It has extendable long arms in the front. He, yes. Um, he, he I, I, there was two T Rexes that died, but this is something else. And uh, here's the best part: 
before it can now kill him after it just had a facial, that's where Koa is now the warrior. The warrior. Here she comes with like a huge stick. Stabs it right in his other eye. Right in the good eye. Basically, there's some like pole vaulting on it. Yeah, it's amazing. And then she gets, actually, she gets knocked down to the ground pretty hard. Oh, she gets. But, you know, the, the dinosaur gets jostled backwards and he hits the fucking hot spring again and it this time <laughs> it boils him alive it looked like melting macaroni yes his face is like meatloaf <laughs> uh, he's dead and I, I, oh my god and now even better is that they get back the to the ship <laughs> they get back to, not the first time the first time no. just it removed the first couple layers that's no, what he just, he all needed his layers. pores to be exfoliated yeah, that's right but now that you know we went through a second time it's just, you know, obliteration. But they get back to the ship in time for it to be fixed, take off, as the asteroid is already in the atmosphere. Not, and what bothers me is it the sky, the atmosphere of the planet should be completely on fire. And it's not. They're able to take off as it's hitting impact. Yeah, and the, so it's just like all those other movies we've seen about, you know, things like this, where, like, the shards are flying past their yeah. shuttle, but not hitting the shuttle, and they're just... It's just perfect. ...going straight into space. Yeah. And and it just... She, she looks over at him, and he looks over at her, and they hold hands. And, yeah. Finn. Finn. And, 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 you know, of course, we skipped over the you know all the setups and all the the journey but it really is typical and the funniest part about this movie is that while you're watching it you cannot help but think about other movies you've already seen that this feels so familiar um right off the bat i thought after earth mm-hmm. the will smith movie that people hate yep um it feels very similar i think the reason that people hate after earth is that both those uh characters are like robots. Like Will Smith is a robot in that film, and it does not work. Yeah. Um, you kind of want to have someone with personality. Adam Driver actually has the personality here, so I think this film works a little better. But um, yeah, this film feels very reminiscent to a couple movies, and you can't help but unsee it. So I think that overall, the problem with this film, and probably why people dislike it so much, is because it feels f- familiar. Like there- Prospect. That's the Pedro Pascal. Oh, Prospect Pascal. is a Pedro Pascal movie yeah. with a kid. He's got a, it's him and a kid. Yes, and I did not care for that movie either. That's it's, another it's, it's escort mission. It's a little mission. slow movie. It's a yeah. slow movie, moving movie about like personal journey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people love it. Um, yeah, I think here uh, it kind of works overall. I, I It's odd because... I definitely see the flaws. Like, I definitely see why. Because none of the stakes, none of the twists that could have been, like, hiding the fact that this, they did go through a wormhole and this is, like, they went back in time and this is some kind of Twilight Zone metaphor or or something like that. Or anything like that. Even with his daughter's twist of being dead and, like, this actually being, again, forward in time for him. Mm-hmm. back in time for us it feels like they could have done so much with this but none of those things go anywhere so this is just a straightforward movie mm-hmm. about a guy 
trying to get off of the planet while there's dinosaurs attacking. And it's it's nothing more than that, really. It's really not. And, you know, I just... The whole, the whole plot of him losing a daughter and then basically gaining another daughter, it, it's been done it's exactly through right. the freaking... Like, it's just been beat into the ground. It's like, all right, come on. You got to go there now. I don't know. We didn't need it. Yeah. And, and, and that, that itself is a cliche. It, it is. You know, that is a cliche. Oh, I lost a daughter. I'm just, this is my, my newfound. Oh, you lost your parents. We're kind of like now together. Yeah. Like, you know, we're, okay. we're a team now. And I mean, so, a part of that is sweet, you know, it's sweet, but, but it feels so familiar. It's very familiar. Yeah. And like, I'm reading the reviews on this movie. I, I was flabbergasted by how many tens there were. So that well, that, let's go into that because a, a new segment we want to see if we can sneak into our little uh, talks about movies before we review it uh, would be fun. Is something I think we're going to call. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. And to explain <laughs> that, uh, my complete furious hate. I cannot stand. One star reviews and ten star reviews. I, I get a little mad because when someone says something's a ten star movie or a nine star movie, I'm like, this is the your favorite movie? Like, is this mm-hmm. the best movie you've ever seen? Like, there's no problems? Mm-hmm. And then when it's a one star movie, I go, this is the worst movie you've ever seen. I ask people all the time, tell me your worst movie because I'm going to watch them. If I haven't seen it, I'm going to watch it. What's the worst movie you've ever seen? And people tell me things and I'm like... There is no fucking way that's the worst movie you've ever seen. Right. Like, and if it is, how can you review other movies? So now you are going to try to do this uh, little game here to read me uh, what either. I, I said that if it's, um, I, I would love both. I don't even know which one you're going to do okay, here. But, so uh, I have chosen one 10-star uh, review after reading several. I, I've read several 10 star reviews and there's one that stood out to me because this person took this movie and made it about his life of course and so that's why they gave it a 10 so i'm just gonna go ahead and read this to you please the title of this review is i'm not generally a tearful puddle of a man but this ruined me over and over the review is in 25 some odd years of cheerful IMDb-ing, this is probably the third review I've felt moved enough to write. Went in with low to nil expectations. God damn, I love this movie so much it hurts. First of all, the reveal a few minutes in is clever as hell. And although one... What? sees immediately how they've been set up and knocked down like an oblivious mindless bowling pin i appreciated the gallstones out of it nonetheless well done most deaf but the brilliantly executed emotional ride it then took me on in amongst a horde of awesomely rendered predatory nightmares which although great simply paled in comparison to the little Dad Gnostic teeth sawing through my heart. My God. Oh, man. I'm so glad I watched this on my own. I would have been humiliated otherwise. Maybe it's just me and the resonance it found with my particular life. 
Simply put, if you're a dad or at all dad inclined, stay far away from this masterful piece of business. Unless you are guaranteed alone, you have been warned. Jesus. Now, all I kept thinking, all I keep thinking is, God for, I hope this guy hasn't watched a real sad movie about being a father. Okay. Well, do you see how that review stood out to me? Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. People getting yeah. this. Now, I, I agree. Do you agree sometimes with uh, like a 10? Sometimes you want to give a, and I think that, uh, I think you can't help giving a movie a high review if it touches you. Yes. Now, okay. Now, now a dinosaur flick touching you that hard. Yes. Where I like, okay, I probably, people like don't agree with me on the whale or or coda but those movies touch me and i wouldn't give them tens there's no way you but if you come out of me. those movies where you don't feel any emotion at all then there's something wrong with you um however in no disrespect to this reviewer because this is a beautiful beautifully written review um i think it was a bit much yeah and also going 10 yes so. like it could be an eight yeah it, it, there, there definitely is flaws and and that's a 10 is like it's perfect. It's perfect. That's, That's perfect. what he's saying. Yes. And the way it touched him, I mean... I mean, he's watching... I mean, to me, like, I can't even take that serious because I feel like that guy's got to be taking the piss out of everybody. Because I, there's no way... I feel like it's a... I mean, can yeah. you imagine him sitting on the couch just crying? No. He's just crying, right? That's um, what he's basically saying. I mean, like, basically, he, he was tears. a pile of... What do you say? Mush? <laughs> I don't know. But then you got the other end of the spectrum. Yeah, now, I'm telling you, I, I really, when reading these one reviews, are, they were very fun to me to read. Yeah. I had, I could not pick just one. I had to pick two. They're always great. Because there were two standouts. So I'm going to go ahead and read this one. This is a one-star review. The title of this is, Now I Know Directors Are Scammers, Sony Also. Mm. The film shows that directors are not capable of making a sensible script, let alone dialogue. The film is a real scam to attract viewers to a movie that absolutely does not stick together and lacks any logic. I am very disappointed and angry. This film is a humiliation of modern cinema and is simply stealing money. To be honest, I couldn't even imagine that the directors are just scammers who have come up with a script. Drugs? Question mark. And are doing everything possible to simplify it. The characters can't talk. They get traumatized. They just film in bushes and monsters are taken from quiet and monsters are taken from quiet place, etc. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. Well, um also I know what he's referencing. Okay. Okay. Oh, from the quiet place. Yes. That's what he's trying to yeah. say. From the These quiet place. The wrote... writers of the quiet place. Okay, got it. So then he says, also, <laughs> using children in movies is pure exploitation. Using Whoa. children in movies is pure exploitation. Jesus, I can't believe we still have movies with people okay. like this. Okay, yeah, uh, this one's funny. This is why I kept it. Oh, you have this, another one? I, I told you I have two okay. because I couldn't decide which one, and I thought they were both <laughs> fabulous. Okay, so I knew that. this one is also a one-star review, and this guy says, I'm "Still trying to process the last one." To be honest. Oh, with you'll you'll love this one. It's funny. So. Uh, this guy's title is, I wish I could have left my flight midway at 30,000 feet. <laughs> he says, this was a free movie provided on my JetBlue flight. 
The crew likely would have not let me jump out of the plane mid-flight, oh as that God. option is not available. This made my flight, though. The flight crew will not sell you enough adult beverages to numb the pain while sitting in the more room seating, waiting for this film to redeem itself. I don't blame JetBlue. Perhaps they should let JetBlue Mosiac members preview the memories. This way, they can reduce the amount of barf bags needed per flight. Or they could let us fly in a B-52 bomber so they can open Bombay doors for those of us that can't stand the torture of a really, really bad movie. Wow. Wow. Those are the two one-star reviews I chose and the one ten-star so review I chose. Let's just, like... Let's just boil this down. One guy is saying this is some kind of child abuse. And the other guy is saying this is suicide worthy. Yes. Wow. And the other one is saying that this is the most emotions he ever felt in his life. I'm, I'm going to invite the second guy over to, to watch the bog <laughs> and see if he yeah. wants to jump out the yeah. window. Let me tell you. Have you ever heard of Ilsa? Yeah, like she will the SS. She wolf she wolf of, the, of the SS. Yeah, or, try uh, watching that. Try watching ne- Necromantic. Or why don't you try and sit through? <laughs> Name it. Food fight. <laughs> what's the What's the one that Aaron put on? The one with the uh, Zeta One. Zeta try one. to sit through Zeta One or the Amazing Bulk or Food Fight. At least I Amazing Bulk can cannot, laugh. But, uh, you want to yeah. talk about a bad movie? I don't think that there's. I, I, I gotta tell you, you've never seen a bad movie, sir, okay? This is what I'm saying. This to is exactly what I'm saying. Give like, this a one? Uh, to give this a ten or a one. Look, I'm gonna say this. To give this a one through a four or a uh, eight to a ten is insane. Is insane. It, like, I can understand this guy loved it enough where he's like, I really resonated with, you know, you know, I resonated with the characters and I felt the emotion of what they were trying to get at with the the, the fatherhood and, the, and, and needing a father. Mm-hmm. And I can understand if he got emotionally attached to that, but he needs to know it's in a, in a straightforward film. Like it's not groundbreaking. It isn't a movie like it's, it's not something that people are going to be rant. Oh my God! Did mm-hmm. you see the sixty-five? It's like, no. So it's not. It's not even close to that level. It's. It's. That's ridiculous. And to say that it's a one. Now I. I get it. Like, reviews. Everybody's different. Everybody sees something different. But to to say that you want to commit suicide because you watch sixty five. I mean, you want to talk about a. I, I mean, mean, like the- I have watched bad movies and. I wanted to run away screaming a couple times. Yes. But I have never said, you know what? I wish I could jump out of this airplane right now. I mean, that's a bit much. I mean, holy I, I shit. Mean, we've, we sat through. I mean, there, I can't tell you how many countless times I would say, I hate you, Jeff, because of the trash that Jeff picks. I don't think I've ever seen anything that I was like. But I can never, ever say that I wanted to leave my own house. Because I'm watching this bad movie. Like, this guy's saying he wants to jump out of a plane. It, it's a bit extra. Uh, yeah. And and this is why you can't ever... I, I love... Like, a lot of people complain about, uh, you know, all these score systems and Metacritic and all that. It evens itself out. Like, I know a lot of people don't want to see that because there's always the ones and there's always the tens. And then there's the people who really rate it. And it, it finds a way to still even out in the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why this might have a, a middling score on a lot of these sites 
But the the fact that people keep rating things ones and tens really does hurt the system. But it still finds a way to make sense. But yeah, uh, that's that that kind of shit just really aggravates the I mean, hell out the, of me. the guy jumping out of a plane, I, I think he was just doing saying that for just to, to be funny yeah, a lot I, mean, I think he's trying to be but funny, but it, the other, it's not working. The other schlub saying that children shouldn't work in movies, like, what are you going to do? De-age George Clooney and this make him a girl and put understand. him in the movie? Well, no, you can't do that either because you're taking it away from, uh, you know... That's right. There's a freaking strike going on. But, you know, I got to say, I, I really just... These reviewers, I'm not saying that you and I are the best reviewers. It's all, art is subjective and it's what yes. you feel you like and, you know, how you feel about things. But I know, and I'm not ever tearing anyone down over their ideas and their their ideals and their beliefs and whatever. If that's what you feel about it, that's what you feel about it. But I think just going the extra mile to write that down on IMDb, it, it's kind of, it makes you look like a little bit of a, a clown. <laughs> I mean, come on now. You're like, I don't want to knock this guy. You're a fucking clown, sir. You know what? No, no I'm, well, I mean, I, that's what you feel fine. Yeah. If that's what you feel, but to go that extra mile, to write that down on IMDb, I mean, these people reading that review are like, come on, man. I wonder how many ups and down votes it has. Oh, Jesus oh, you can Christ. actually see that. Um, but uh, I will say this. Everybody listening, it's okay to think something's okay. You know, yeah. it's okay to have gray areas and everything in life. They you don't need to one. always be like perfect or the worst. Yeah. You know, it's okay. And with that being said, what we rate what are we rating this movie? Okay, so this was not obviously obviously not the worst thing that no. we have ever seen. Definitely not. I was able to get through it without feeling like um, you know, I was like, ugh. I didn't have the ugh thing where nope. I just wanted to, sh- you know, shut it off. Yeah. I didn't have that. Um, I'm going to say that this movie is a solid four. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, we're totally on different ends of the spectrum. I, I thought that it was fine. Oh, wait. You think a four is fine? I mean, though? it was okay. I mean, there was a lot. I'm actually shocked. There was a lot of it that was like, okay. You know, like we so saw this coming. So you definitely think this is talking trash. I mean... Do I think it's a... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's mediocre. I guess I'm going to go five. It, uh, uh, well... It's mediocre. It, it really... I didn't have the... Oh, my God. Turn this off or I, you know, I'm getting pissed off. And I wasn't annoyed by the characters. I was annoyed a little bit by the you know, idea that the little girl couldn't speak English. And I thought that the dinosaurs were just fine. But there's too much of elements of other things in this. I, I, I'm going to go five. That's, uh, that's solid. Well, I'm buried the lead a little bit there, but I'm giving this a six. I actually think that this movie is not terrible. I think it's just fine. I think that the special effects are pretty decent. I think that uh, Adam Driver is doing way better than a job than the movie actually deserves. Yeah. I don't think the premise is the worst, even though it's it's like I've seen that, I've seen this, done that. Mm-hmm. Or a paint by numbers type of scripting or logical gaps that are ridiculous. I didn't think it was bad, and I didn't didn't hate watching it. I wasn't bored. It kept me involved, and so I don't mind it. Yeah. And, I, and I've seen mediocre films with I'll forget it in a week. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna remember Adam Driver shooting a dinosaur. I mean, see, I'm, that's I'm the always thing. gonna remember that it exists. I'm not with you on that. I think I'm. I- Okay, so I am going to elevate this to a five. I am. 
Uh, I didn't, it was okay. It was a fine movie. It, it didn't do anything for me in terms of like, Ooh, Oh my God. You know, yeah. it didn't stimulate me to the fact that I was like, Oh, this movie's rad. It was a mediocre film. It didn't do anything that was, uh, overly impressive except for the dinosaur face melting. That was fun. But otherwise, yeah, I kind of like that. I kind of like the cheese of that. Yeah. That was, it was actually fun. The dinosaur cheese. The There's also a couple was... other things that were fun, too. There was like bugs in people's mouths. He slapped one on the back of his neck. It that reminded me of the movie Caveman. I, there, was, yeah. there was little things here and there. And I, and I actually thought Adam Driver was doing some good work with the lead actress. Like I thought they, they, I thought were, that yeah, they worked they were off fine. each other fine enough. They were fine. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like. Oh, this is this is a really good, you know, chemistry here. Like yeah. I like them because she couldn't even communicate with them. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just gonna go ahead and say that this is a mediocre film. This is not as bad as everyone is making it out no. to be. No. I mean, it not is not no. that bad. It was a mediocre film. And so I yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a five. It's yeah. it's definitely not as low as a four. You're definitely at least five steps away from suicide off in airplane. <laughs> is what you're saying to me i just want to know your suicidal uh, level to uh well let's see um your airplane okay. uh, well, dive I'm, yeah i'm 35,000 feet dive i'm not ready to hurl myself Ridiculous. out right now i mean that's crazy but, and you're yeah. not you're not in tears i'm and not in tears and you I'm did not... watch it with somebody yes and so you're lucky i am not an emotional wreck the whole time if this movie didn't hit me in any feels i mean yeah i was sad that his kid died but I mean, it didn't go that extra mild. She wasn't in the movie enough for us to even really focus on her. Um, we cared, but we didn't focus on her. And um, it, it was just bizarre how they just had this new girl come in and she didn't even really know how to communicate, which threw a wrench in everything. So, yeah, I'm going to say that I, I, I think this is mediocre, but I, I don't agree with these fools throwing themselves out of planes and shit. Come on. Yeah, that's right. I said fool because that's a stupid review. <laughs> what a trip. Uh, now I'm cutting you up. Now, now I'm, I'm mad. I'm coming for you. Now I'm coming, coming for you. I ain't scared. The, the old, good old days we can comment <laughs> on someone else's comment. I love that stuff. I know. Um, no, I'm not. You know, whatever. He 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 had the experience he had. Or it could be I, a I fake review. It just could be a fake one. If we were no. still able to write on people's reviews, I would have wrote, are you okay? <laughs> and I would have put the suicide hotline oh right there. Oh, my God. Please don't watch uh, the number 43 or whatever the hell that movie was called. Oh, uh, God. Or whatever. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of what he's going to oh see next. God. You want to watch a sad, cry-worthy movie, put on the Color Purple or Steel Magnolias or something. You know, it's like... You know, this movie is not a tearjerker type of film. I mean, I don't care if you're a dad, a grandma, a grandpappy, or whatever. This don't hit you in the feels like that. I mean, maybe I'm just a different person, but you know, I, I enjoyed I enjoyed I mean, this. Like, I actually thought I was gonna absolutely hate this, and I thought this was going to be talking trash, like goofy, so bad it's good. Yeah, and I was like, this ain't bad. You know, it's this like, is all right. I don't know. It's not really talking trash, but it's talking trash a well, little bit. What kind of trash talking to reviewers? And I think that's what <laughs> I'm our, sorry. a new aspect I, of this. I, is going I to don't be. want to be that person. I'm not that person. I just feel like it's a, a little bit extra, and that's why I picked I picked out those two, three, those three reviews, the one ten and the two ones, because I thought they were just a bit over the top. They just went that extra mile. It's like you know, just 
watch the color purple if you want to fucking you know be sad <laughs> this movie is not that movie this movie yeah. is not sad you know I mean, uh, it was yeah. a mediocre film it was all right i'm glad we finally watched it same i i, I didn't yeah i and, and i actually thought this was going to be the one of the worst movies of 2023 so i'm kind of shocked that uh i've been enjoying everything even the ones that people have hated this year i'm like Damn, it ain't that bad. I mean, yeah. I, I'll, I'll show you some bad movies if you want. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I really thought there was gonna be more ridiculousness in this movie. Where I like too. we were gonna be like, something. oh, you know, bah, thought, ha ha. What I, is the What is this? I was a little worried, and I didn't talk about this, but I thought that the little girl was actually gonna be a caveman <laughs> because I saw why? she couldn't speak English, and I was like, why wouldn't she what? be able to speak? Oh English? no! It's and then I was like, that. oh, is she a caveman? Jesus. And is he going to get hurt to their caveman people and the asteroids going to come? I'm like, there wasn't cavemen, you know, with them back then. A caveman who wears it a life preserver. She had on a life preserver like Marty McFly. I was afraid. I didn't know what this movie was going to be. And I was like, I kind of hope she is. <laughs> Those puppy vests will forever be known as life preservers. They are. Yeah, they're forever. <laughs> All right. So that, that was our episode on uh, whatever the movie's called. 65. 65. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And as always, please, please, please share your point your, your point of view on uh, on our Instagrams. I am uh, just another movie night on Instagram, and Joe runs uh, the Crafty Misfit over there. And we would love to hear your thoughts on any movies. And always, please tell me your favorite, your worst movie. I really want to hear it. I'm making a checklist of all the movies that people keep telling me are the worst movies. And I will be watching them, and they'll probably be on this podcast. And I'm going to tell you, uh, I got one recently, and I think we should do what we did today with 65 on that film. So that might be uh, something to work on in the future. But um, every time someone gives me one, I'd love to hear it. Please, please, please give us one. Uh, But yeah, thanks for listening, and till the next time, have a good one.